Christ and the church. I mean, I was right in the middle of sex. I mean, we was one flesh. And he snatched me away and said, no, Chase, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about Christ and the church. is K-A-Y-T Gina Alexandria This is Gospel Radio at its very best 88.1 K-A-Y-T Praising the Lord Greetings, this is Reverend Lionel Smith, pastor of New Scholar Baptist Church. We are a church that is working towards acquiring the mind of Christ. Sit back and listen to the message already in progress. Well, I don't mean to take too much time here. But if you ain't never done that for you, I can tell the world and everywhere I go that God will turn your whole life around. I don't know about you, but for shouting in the feet, but running in the heart. Good God Almighty, he got good. He's on time. On time. On time. He's always on time. When you call him, he's always right there. You can just think on him. He's right there. He said he knows the very intent of our thought. He's always there. All you can do is call and connect with him. He never have had a party line in the history of this world. Every time you say something, he's straight line, straight to him. He hears thee. Sometimes we go through Becker's Valley, but God hear our struggle, see our struggle. And he come to us because of our struggle. 
And I'm just thankful to him today for just be who, being who he is to us. I thank God today for himself, for Jesus, for the Holy Spirit, for all the believers in Christ, for those that call, been called by God, kept by God, sanctified by God, and especially these ministers of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I thank God for every minister that God has called. And everyone that he's perfecting, he's trying to bring into the highest esteem that's possible that we can be in. And that's what he wants us today. He don't want us to just get saved and just be called to preach. He wants to go to the extreme. He wants to go high as he would allow us to go. That's why we got to put everything in our life into this gospel, into this being that God wants us to be. And he, we re, he rejoices on us when we give our heart to him. He rejoices. He's happy. If we give our heart to God, we'll be able to give our heart to people. And how, why you say give your heart to people? No, I'm not talking about cut your heart out of your body. I'm talking about showing love. Your heart is full of love. Show people that you love them. Show people that you understand them. Show people there's mercy in you and that you are still growing in Christ Jesus to one day reach our maturity. This is what God desires of all of us here today. Today we want to look over some scripture and uh, talk about it a few minutes. Uh, I love to talk about the scripture because that's the only thing on earth that's 100% right. We have thought patterns all over the world and people think they're right. But the only time you're right when you're in the Word. Bibles tell me that none but the pure in heart shall see God. And I don't know how you can get pure unless you be sanctified by the Word. If you're not sanctified by the Word, you can't get pure. And, and, and Paul said to his son in the ministry, study to show thyself approved unto God, a workman that what? Need not be ashamed. Rightly divide. How, how can I rightly divide? You say what the book say. And believe it by faith and you're going to be delivered. In Ephesians 4, 11 through 16, a strong message today for me, every minister, every believer, every evangelist, everyone that carried the word of God to the preachers, the deacons, the missionaries, all that into the word God wants you to Hear what he says today. Not what I say, but what he said. From Ephesians 4, 11 through 16. And it reads as thus. And he gave some apostles, some prophets, some evangelists, some pastors and teachers for the perfecting of the saints, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come in the unity of the faith, and of the knowledge of the Son of God unto a perfect man, unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ, that we henceforth be no more children, tossed to and fro, and carried about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive you, but speaking the truth in love, up in him, in all things which is the head, even Christ. Finally, from whom the whole body fitly joined together and compact by that which every joint supplies according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, making increase of the body unto the edifying of itself in love. 
Thank you very much for giving me your attention. And I say to everybody here, starting with me first. Starting with me first. Striving to perfection. First, let's get on one accord. Striving to perfection, but first get on one accord. Now, it is impossible for a group to work together unless all of them see the same thing. It's impossible for a ball team to function properly unless all of them looking for the same goal. It's all right for a track star to run in a race if he's trying to win the prize. And everybody on the field got to run for that prize. Not one, not two, but everybody got to run for that prize. And this prize is eternal in Christ Jesus. He said he don't want nobody lost. He want everybody saved. And then people make a joke out of that. And Christ said it himself. He wished that none perish. None perish. That's every preacher on earth ought to preach that. That we, God don't want nobody to perish. Sometimes we don't even care about one another. Sometimes we down one another. But you don't have to do it no more. Because Jesus said, look, he, he looked he look beyond our fault. And so our need. And he didn't ever criticize us. Not one time. He just told us to repent. Just repent. Stop what you're doing and come follow me. Take up that cross to come after me. It's so easy. But we've been misindoctrinated with stuff that don't even pertain to salvation. Stuff that got us over and made people happy. And didn't do, didn't do anything for your soul. We got to grow by the word. There's nobody in here that will stop eating on the spot and can maintain their strength and their power and their ability. You cannot do it. So we have to eat that which God has given to us. Our body sometimes is broke down because of the stuff we eat in our body. If you don't eat the right thing, it's going to cause sickness, distress, death, all kind of non-godly things to come up on us. But if we follow after Christ and his eternity, we're going to be just what he said that we need to be. Now, the scripture says something to me here, and I know it speaks everything. It, it don't change for me. It don't think no more of me to do anybody in here. The scripture is what it say, and that's what it's going to do. He gave to the church. Watch this. Some, some for posture. You ask me, what is that tomorrow posture? It's one who speaks the divine message, which God has showed them to speak. He or she is a seer, called a seer, able to discern things that God has given to them. You remember what God told Miriam and Aaron? He said, I give you a dream and a vision, but Moses, he's going to be in my similar too. Moses is going to be where I want him. He's going to understand whatever I say. He's going to understand it. Do you not know there are people in the church today that don't understand everything I say? But if you give heed to the scripture, it'll, it'll light up for you. The Bible tells me, now maybe y'all Bible don't read like that. Y'all buy me another Bible. The Bible tells me, see, what you got to do, you got to study this thing. That you be satisfied God or approved by God. Study the book. And don't just say things. Study it. Know what you're saying. Study it good. Put your heart into it. Say this prophet. God gave prophet divine message to give to us, all of us, even the preachers. 
Then he went on to say here that uh, God help us. Prophets and who else? Evangelists. Oh, God. That's messages of good. Good stuff. You don't talk negative stuff. Good word. Good encouragement. Good landing aside. Lifting people up. Also, he's a preacher of the gospel of Jesus Christ who proclaimed glad tidings and good news. Let me tell you something, people. Your condemnation through the word is enough. You don't need nobody cutting your throat. Some people want to suffer and go through all hell, but let me tell you something. I'm going to leave this free to get this morning. God's conviction on your life is enough for you. You know, when Judah, am I right? When Judah did wrong, God ain't tell him nothing. He went and hung himself. His conviction got him. His mind, his spirit got hold to him, and he couldn't take it no longer. Who are we? Who are we today? I don't need you to jump on my shoulder. I need you to take off my shoulder what's holding me back. That's, that's the whole thing that God wants us to do. The church, God didn't come for a saved church. He come to save the church. And we come to church sometimes like we it. Jesus is the author of the church. He's the finisher of the church, not me. I'm just a messenger trying to say what God said. He said, uh, so, evangelist, you're just strong as a prophet. You're governed by the same spirit the prophet governed by. So just do your job. Don't worry about it. And look what he said. He went on to say, uh, Lord, help us now. Say evangelists and some pastors. What, Smith, what is a pastor? It's an under shepherd who tends, an overseer of a flock, or one who feeds them. God bless America. One who feeds the flock. That's the duty of the pastor, and he can, he can give other people the authority to feed the flock under his shadow. You didn't know that. But he told me to feed the flock, but I can designate other people to feed the flock as long as I feel in my heart that they are walking in the will of the Father. But sometimes we get selfish. We get selfish sometimes. Sometimes we want to eat all the tea cakes. You don't have to eat it all. Jethro told Moses that. Well, you don't have to run the whole show. Designate some people to run the other parts. The church can't grow unless it's unified. We got to be unified in Christ. We got to be like God wants us to be. The pastor's over there. And, 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 and Jeremiah 3.15, what did he say? I'm going to give you a pastor according to my heart. We got to look like him and act just like him on this earth in order to go up there where he at and be just like him when he yet shall appear. Lord, ain't, he, he, everything that's not according to his will in us, he's trying to spew it out of us. He's trying to get it out of us every day. I don't need to come up here and paint your face with your business. That's God going to do that. He told me just teach the word. Teach the word in season, out of season, in the judgment. I'm going to take care of the judgment. 
I'm not a judge. I just want to teach you the word. If you hear what you mean receive, it'll change your life. But if you don't want to hear, that's on you. And that takes me back to Hebrews 13, 17. I have to stand before God and confess before God why you acted like you acted. And the Bible tells me I ought to be able to do that with joy, not in grief. I ought to be able to stand before God and tell you how good a person you are and don't have to lie, try to figure nothing out, try to look for something to say properly. Just talk. And if out of the heart flows the issues of life. We have funerals all the time. And that's where I, I know anybody that want to can get a doctor degree in lying at funerals. Everybody that died, gone to heaven. I wish they was. That's my heart. I'm thinking just like Jesus. I don't want nobody not go to heaven. I want everybody to go to heaven. It's a lot of room there in heaven. Oh, got enough room for everybody from the beginning to the end to be in heaven. And, and, and here's the good news. If all of us can't get in heaven, he's going to purify, perfect the earth again, and we still can live on earth. Y'all, you, you know that, did you? He said, then he said, the ashes. Then he said, I'm going to give you some teachers too. The greatest teacher I ever known was Christ. Then teach also one who teaches the truth of God as God has said. See, I can say all kind of things about Jesus, but is it scripture? Is it scripture? See, I can get you in a religious mode and start hollering Burger King, Burger King, Burger King. Y'all be falling out. Hey, hey. Because I'm in religious rhythm. But do the truth come in? Are you receiving what the word says? No. I got you caught up. You've been caught up in a central feeling. And the word is not being proclaimed. And then that's going to fall on me, not you. It's going to come back and stump you. God's going to come back and I have to justify why I act crazy as I did. I have to come back and tell God why I'm foolish, why I didn't teach what the words say, why I went somewhere else and got something else or went to another brother and asked him this instead of just asking God. I've always thought God was the smartest person that ever lived. I always thought he was the wisest man that ever lived. And see, God said he's going to bring it to you. You don't have to go to another. We be trained in our culture to know how to handle the gospel. Y'all didn't hear that. We train enough to know how to handle God's word. God leads you, God, to instruct you into all righteousness and all truth. And you're able, the more you study this word, the more understanding you give of God, the more you know God. The you know, more you know what God will do and what he won't do. A lot of times we pray in church and say, God sent it. Send what? He already sent it. All we had to reach out and grab it and go with it. I walk by faith and not by what? Sight. He's trying to tell us something, y'all. 
trying to tell us something. And he said, for what, what in the world you put these people in the church for? Now watch what the words say. Y'all look at it so you know I'm not lying to you. Look what the words say. Lord, why you put this in the church? He said, for the perfection, perfecting of who? The saints. He didn't say you wasn't saved. He said to make you better. Perfecting of the saints. For the work of what? The ministry for the edifying of the body of Christ. To make the church look good. We everybody in this building this morning ought to be doing good things to make New Scott Island look like a church. The one that Jesus built. You have no business telling nobody that everything we do ought to be to lift somebody up. And everywhere you go, you ought to say, what, what church you go to New Scott Island? And people ought to be saying this because of your work. That's a great church. That's a great church. That's what everybody ought to be able to confess it. The Bible tells me before I go to preach, I ought to have a good report inside and a good report outside. That's what the scriptures say. If I can't maintain it, I'm not what I say I am. And that's called a hypocrite. I was listening to the lesson this morning. Sunday school lesson. I, I, I heard some things. They didn't get deep, 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 but they was taught well. See, Ananias and Sapphires, they had what their own stuff. But they decided they're going to tell Peter, I'm going to sell it and bring that to the church. And you know, money is tempting. Y'all help me and I pray for me. Money is tempting. It's tempting. Money is tempting, y'all. They went and agreed together. We're going to get this church somewhere. I ain't giving them all this. Reb's stealing it anyway. You don't know what Reb's doing with the money. Well, I'm going to let you in before we go any further. Reb, don't fool with no money at this church. He don't even know if you got $2 or $3. That ain't my business. That's the deacon's business. And if I go to him and ask him what, how much you got, they're supposed to be able to tell me. Without hesitation. But first, me fooling with that, that, that ain't my job. He said he, he brought deacons on the scene to handle all the affairs of the church that I can dedicate myself to the word. Not running behind no dollar. If you see you need to give me, just give it to me. No talk. I don't like talk. Just give it to me. Go on about your business. I don't need all that. Well, you know, I'm Paul and my chest hurt. No, I don't want that around me. That's negativity. That's going to cause me to fall. I want you to say, just push me. If I ain't right, bring the word to me and help me to get it right. We help us one of another. That's what the scripture's saying. We help us one of another. If I'm not right, bring, bring the scripture to me and help me. Then you're going to get a star in your cap from God, not from me. Look what they say here. Look what they say. You need to make the church look perfect, be perfect, and stand perfect, and walk perfect. That's what the Bible says, to make it look good. Edify me to make it look good. Do good, and good going to follow y'all. If you sing with all your hard brotherhood, something going to click after a while. That joy bell going to start tanking, and you ain't going to be able to hold, hold your peace. You're going to get out on God. Now watch what the scriptures say. That's what I love about the Bible. Until we all come into unity. Uh-oh. Got the wrong person up here. Y'all didn't want to hear. Until we all come into unity of the faith. Now faith is what? Substance of things what? Hope for evidence of things what? Not seen. So if I ain't got it, we need something at the church, and I ain't got to go get it. Deacons, put it in play. 
If you ain't got no good teachers here, pray and tell God to send someone. Don't you go pick nobody. Tell God to send them. Because you pick Jude, the brother of Jesus Christ, said some of the people corrupt in the church and tore the church up. Made it look like they were so much and they come to the church and tore the church apart. You trying to be nice and good to them and they come in there with all kind of schisms. And Paul said, do away with all them schisms that y'all got going on. He said, till we all come in the unity of the faith and of the knowledge of who? The son of God. Now here it is again. Unto a what? Perfect man. Unto the measure of the stature of the fullness of Christ. Other words, Jesus is telling me to build myself till I look just like Christ. Till I walk lacking, talk lacking, be lacking. Because he said these words, he said, yet, when I yet shall appear, you shall be like him. How are we going to be lacking when we don't practice here? Think about that. I'm, I'm, I know I'm a little deep. Stepping on a few toes. Think about this. Think about somebody that don't like you. I know you like them, but just think about somebody that don't like you. Love them. Say good words to them. If they go ask you to take them one mile, drive them two miles. If it's cold and they say, give me your coat, give me your cloak also. Do that. You ain't got to say nothing to them, negative. And guess what God's going to do? God's going to get in their heart and trouble their heart, and they're going to bow at your foot because they say, fret not thyself because of evildoers. Don't be envious of the work of other nickel. The Lord have mercy. He's going to bring them to your foot. Now, that's what he's talking about. That's, that's the part I like. God's going to do it. I ain't got to do it. There was a time in my life when you couldn't talk, tell me my eyes was black. I know y'all see, I'm going to tell the truth about it. I ain't been a preacher all that time. You tell me my eyes are black, you had a swole eye, swole lip, knocked teeth knocked out. But look at God. Look what he can do. He take a no good rascal like I was and turn in a humble servant. That's hard to believe, y'all. But I see it with my own eye. That's hard to believe, but I see it. And I thank him for it every day of my life. I just thank him. I can't help but thank him. And I see people with all kind of talking, allergies and schisms and stuff. I say, I wonder who they found. It ain't the man I know. It ain't the man I walk with every day. The Bible tells me Enos walk with God every day. Walk so close to God, God said, I want him to be with me. God took him up. Am I right, brothers? He took him up. Not only him, Elijah. Elijah walked with God good. God was pleased with him. And God took him up and Elisha Say, look, I need a double portion of your blessing, man. Now, see, them human beings, y'all, that, that wasn't a spirit. That was a regular person. And God blessed Elisha. Just like we can be blessed today if we really focus on the things that God says for us to focus on and God going, we make God happy of the world. We make him happy. And when you love somebody, now come on, come on, y'all come home with me, please, just for a moment. When you really love somebody and ain't lying to them and you really love them, you do anything for them. Am I right? Well, the book say for God's soul, 
loved the world that he gave what? Only begotten son that whosoever what? Now you don't push me out here, but you don't think I can handle my job. You don't believe in me. You push me out there so I can fail. You don't believe in me. Because if you believe in me, you're going to be with me every step of the way. And if I lean or fall, you're going to pick me up and encourage me to go on. That's God's way. That's how we're growing into perfection. That's how we're trying to be like God wants us to be every day of our life. And he went on to say that you got to be this perfect guy. You got to be a mature guy. You got to be a guy that got good wisdom, knowledge, and understanding. That we, his fall, be no more cheering, tossed to and fro, carried about with every wind of doctrine by the what? Slight trickery of men. Cunning craftiness, whereby they lie and wait to deceive you. Good God Almighty, you got to watch the devil. That's why you got to have one gospel. You got to have one spirit, one mind, one will in order to please God. I'm going to tell you something. I know we ain't, everybody in here know we ain't. If we ever get on one accord at this house right here, all of us have the same mind, same will, and the same destiny. I promise you, anybody in here, not just no preacher, anybody in here could go before God and say, Lord, I ask you to move this mountain here that's in the church way. It's gone. It's gone. That's all he's telling us. Let's have one mind. If the preacher ain't preaching the truth, you need to bring him to the side. Nope, don't put him out of the church because God told you to go get him out of the street. Why are you putting him out of the church and putting him back in the street? Go get him in training. Get him born again. Get him perfected in the word. And watch God operate with him. Y'all don't believe that, do you? God took some regular fishermen that didn't have a college education. Twelve fishermen, whatever, tax collectors, fishermen, whatever. Wasn't educated at all. And the book tells me he turned the whole world Upside down. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. So I want to say this. If you really get deep in Jesus, get deep down in Jesus, he'll reveal things to you you ain't never dreamed of. It's called spiritual revelations. He'll give you what you never thought of. Even the prophet, the gift of prophecy. God still got prophecies on this earth. He's going to have them until the church go before him. Then you won't need them no more. Because we'll be in the fullness of the Godhead bodily. We'll be just like Jesus. We will, every thought come out of our heart is going to be a pure thought. Every move we make going to be a righteous move. Everything we do going to be pleasing in God's sight. We have to stay with God. We've got to just, just stay on the battlefield for the Lord. And we're going to meet some things in life. I hope the church ain't thinking just because we got bone again, everything going to get easy. That's when it get hard, y'all. You know when it's easy, when I'm in the world and then you pat me on my back, Joe, encouraging me to go ahead on. That's when it's easy. But when I stand before him and say, Lord, I'm a sinner, have mercy upon me and forgive me all my sins, all my iniquity. And when he forgive me for my sins, my iniquity, watch what happens. I'm the same person. I can go to the same place, but watch this. When I went to this place over here on the left, something started talking inside of me and told me to get back where you was. 
That's after getting saved. And then some people, they go too quick. And this is why people a lot of times don't want to come to the church. Some people, they get saved, and they just run rapid, and they ain't got the comfort of the Holy Spirit yet. And because you ain't got the Holy Spirit, you ain't got nothing to keep you. You're still saved, but you ain't got no strength to fight Satan. And he's going to come at you, the Bible said right there, all kind of ways. Let me see, was it Samson? It's Samson. He pleased God 100%. But one day, what that pretty lady? She came by there. God help us. Start rubbing him on the head. Tell him how strong he is. And I can imagine he's showing his muscles. He messed around. Laid his head in a lap. It's all over. She got him. This that man. This real. This ain't no fake. That's biblical. He left, he left a little too quick. He didn't finish saying, listen to what God had told him. He was saved. He's in the genealogy of Jesus Christ. He was saved. But he, I think he lost some rewards, though. According to the Bible, book of Revelation, he lost a few rewards. I don't know how many. I didn't count them. But he lost some. Faithfulness is going to supply your every need. Now watch what the words say. You won't be tossed to and fro while you're anchored in Christ, and you won't have the mind of Christ. That's why the apostle said, let this mind be in you. There was also in Christ Jesus. Otherwise, they're telling me, I got to think just like Jesus. Rev, how are you going to think like Jesus? Because you're supposed to take his mind. He living in you. Now, the same Jesus that went to the cross living inside of you right now in spirit. Y'all didn't know that? The same one, not the different one. The same Jesus that hung on Calvary's hill could come in spirit. You remember the ladies went to him to touch him, and he said, don't touch me. And I had not yet been back to my father. Don't touch me now. I got to go. He got to go see me forever, for eternity. Now when he come back, he said, touch me. I ain't no spirit. Touch me. Put your, look at the prince in my side. Look at the prince in my holes in my feet. Look at holes in my hand. He got fixed then. Even Jesus. He was fixed because he had to answer to somebody. Sometimes we in the church don't want to answer to nobody. Lord help me Jesus. We think we got it. Talking to me first. I told you when I got up this, it first hits me. If I get to a place where I think I got it all and you ain't nobody I ain't in the will of God. Because God sent me to save the brokenhearted, disenfranchised, the poor, the poverty-stricken. He sent me to try to save them through the word and teach them the principles. A lot of times we got to teach people how to manage things. In this, if you can be holy as you want them. You got to pay your utility bill. You got to pay your water bill. You got to pay your light bill. And if you don't know how to manage your money, you're going to go in the hole. No, y'all didn't want me to say that. Some of us think just because I'm holy, 
That's it. No, I use this illustration a lot of time. Let me see if I got a nickel. No, I ain't got no nickel in there. I want to show you on each side of a nickel, they got a head and they got a tail. If a head and tail is not on your coin, it's counterfeit. If two heads on there, it's counterfeit. If, if, if two tails on there, it's counterfeit. It can't be used and you going to prison. So God wants you to go through the negativity in order to get you into positivity. That's what he wants. If you don't, how in the world you ain't been through no trial and tribulation and you're strong in the power of his might? That's impossible. You got to go through something in order to have something. When you work five days a week, Friday, the man come to you and say, we, we ran out of money. You, you, you the deacon in the church. You're going to start cussing, jumping on the man. Man, I worked all this week. You ain't come up with a mess. I don't care if you are on the deacon board, the preacher board. You don't want that foolishness. When you put up things, you won't receive that which God promised you. And he told us to have eternal life. But we got to walk in his will, walk in his rights, walk in his truth. And we're going to be just like he wants us to be. And that's all he asks of us. That's all he asks of all of us. He said here, look, look, look what he said. We're almost through. He say, say, with every wind of doctrine, you know, people all over this earth, and it's been there since time started. When you are preaching or teaching a class or something, everybody in there trying to see a way to discourage you or trying to see a fault in you or trying to see where you ain't teaching the right stuff. You're reading it verbatim out the Bible, but they'll tell you that it, that ain't what it say. I'm scared to say stuff like that. you reading the scripture, and I'm going to tell you that ain't what it say. Do you know what I'm doing? you denying the very existence of Jesus because Jesus said in the beginning was the word, the word was God, and the word was God. And when you deny the word, you're denying Christ. And it's blaspheming. And you ain't scared to go to bed. I heard a man say, God help us. Jesus did a little something for you. I did a lot for you. Moulton Lincoln, I'm still living and still doing. I did more than Jesus did for you. Now watch this. I couldn't, if I'd have said something like that, I couldn't go home. I'd been scared to sit in my chair. Because I had blasphemed, hadn't repented, and if any second that he said I'm going to take him home, I was hell bound. Wasn't no way to get saved. Blasphemer, you can't get saved unless repentance is given to God and apologize to God. Keep that in mind. Stop fighting the word. Fight the devil with the word, and you're going to be all right. Look, look, look what it say. Look what it say. Men's of craftiness, they're always coming around trying to show you something that God didn't show you. That's to win you over to their side. People going around in churches all over, all over the world today trying to tell people that ain't really what it say. 
I'm scared to say things like that. I'm just telling y'all, get another pastor. I'm scared to say stuff like that. That ain't really what the word say. It say what it say. Jesus said, I speak nothing but what my father say. Now, who am I to get up here and say this ain't what the word say? Almost through fussing, y'all. Speaking the truth in love. May grow up in truth. This is where we got to be. Speak the truth in love. And in all things. Y'all see that? Which is the head, even Christ. If you do good, speak righteous things, speak good things, do good. Don't, don't practice in evil. If you're overcoming the fall, just check yourself. The Holy Spirit is going to tell you you're overcoming the fall. Straighten up. You ain't got to go back to no altar. You ain't got to go to no altar again. You already went to the altar. Jesus said, it's the last sacrifice that I'm offering a living sacrifice. That's the last one. You ain't got to go back to the altar. Once God paints you and put you in his bosom, you in his bosom. Don't you remember Abraham? And Lot? Don't, don't you understand that you do somebody wrong all your life and then one day you die, they die, and you look a fall, and they see you in Abraham's bosom, and you start telling God, God, would you let me go back, uh, send me down to my daddy's house, and so my brothers, they don't need to come to this place. I'm being tormented day and night. I plead, don't let them come here. He said, if they ain't here, the prophets that's there, they won't hear me, somebody from the dead. That's what God is trying to get us to understand. Say, speak the truth. And grow up in all things, which is the head in Christ Jesus. That's all we got to do to practice. I don't have it completed yet. Maybe some of you have it completed, but I don't yet. I'm still growing. I'm still growing. I'm still striving to get in perfection of Jesus Christ. To this very moment, I'm striving now. From whom, from whom the whole world, listen good, whole body. Fiddly joined together. He said the whole body. This is the body here this morning, church. All of us supposed to be fiddly joined together. Now watch this. Watch this. If we fiddly joined together, my shoulder bone, my elbow bone, I can't take my wrist bone and put my elbow bone. You can't do that. You got to put it like God fixed it. Put every joint supply the other. Every joint, every member in this church help the other one. Every member in this church teaches the other that we may be stronger in Christ Jesus. Every member in this church love the other. And if you keep piling love up, keep piling love up, love going to start running over. It's going to run like a water going down a hill. And when it runs like water going down a hill, it's going to run over you too. And then when you was hating or disliking, you didn't have to be hating. You just couldn't stand them. Now you are running there. When the water started running, you're going to run and hug and say, Lord, God had to be in there. The one you dislike, you hugging now. That's when the blood started running over your life. And faith started being elevated to another level. And you start, you know, the Bible says Satan sometimes blind our eyes. But the Holy Ghost started getting us some eyeglasses that we can see better. You know what I'm saying? We'll see a little better now. Now I see the one that was trying to cut me down or trying to make me fall. Now I look dead at my feet. And I got an opportunity now to step on them. But I can't step on them now because God has saved me. 
and God has elevated me to do good to those that despitefully use me. Isn't that amazing? That's amazing. He wants to know that without a shadow of a doubt. So all the gifts that God gave to the church, they've been empowered by him, by Jesus, by the Holy Spirit that lived and abided within us and gave our life. God has prevailed in our life. And I want to tell you this, that God, God, I haven't seen a hand raised yet, but take it from God. Because God is all powerful. He's all source, not resource. Resource is Jesus. He brought it back. To where it was, where God put it. But, and then if we accept it and brag on Jesus, that's why when Israel was in Egypt, this way he said, let them go so they can go out and build an altar and praise me. That's all God wants. You go praise me. And we start praising him every day of our life. And God's going to fix us, y'all. He's going to divide us into groups. And all our mind going to be stayed on the Lord Jesus. And the victory is ours. The victory is already ours. I ain't got to look for it. It's already ours. Thank you very much. Certainly we thank God for the preached word. For Paul began to make the declaration then he began to ask a series of questions. He began to ask questions like, how can we believe in whom we have not heard? He said, how can we hear without the preacher? And the third question that he asked is, how could the preacher preach unless he be sent of God? Uh, it's a true statement that any time that a man of God stands before us, that we ought to give him reference, not because of who he is, but because of who God has made him to be. Uh, nevertheless, we thank God for his word on this morning. We thank God for everything that he's doing. We hope that the word that has been preached here this morning has ministered something into your hearts and into your lives and has given you something, some nourishment to help propel you throughout this week. Uh, at this particular time, we extend the invitation for you to join, not the New Scadale Baptist Church, but for you to join the Lord's Church. Will there be one? By faith, by letter, candidate for baptism. When we look at many of the things that are going on around us and we don't even have to belabor the point and go through the laundry list of everything that we face, not only as humans, as Christians, and as Afro-Americans. But when we think about all the things sometimes that we go through, even internally, some of the spiritual warfare that takes place, uh, we wouldn't want to miss a grand opportunity such as this to receive Jesus as our personal Lord and Savior. And maybe you've already been saved. 
maybe you want to rededicate your life to the Lord. This is your opportunity. I would not get caught at this hour found outside of the ark of safety. Welcome, Holy Spirit. Paul teaches us that moreover it's required in stewards that a man or a woman would first and foremost be found faithful. Fill us with your power and live inside of me. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. And live inside of me. Oh, living water. Never drying fountain, carpenter and counselor, take complete control. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power and live inside of me. You're the living water, never drying fountain, carpenter and counselor. Take complete control. Welcome, Holy Spirit. We are in your presence. Fill us with your power. Live inside of me. Live inside of me. Let us bow our heads, saints. Most gracious God, our Father, we thank you for, first of all, simply being Lord of our lives. Father, we thank you that that it's by your stripes that we are already healed. Father, we stand as believers and as a body of believers standing 
and being convicted of your word, convicted when we're wrong and even convicted when we need comfort and healing. Father, we realize that some of us, uh, while we stand in the midst of this service on today, while we may have all the things that our hearts desire, we realize that there are some among us that do not. Father, we don't know every need. We don't know every ailment. We don't know every affliction, oh God, but we trust in you, God, simply because you do. Father, while we don't know every lack, oh God, you do. Father, we ask right now that you would backfill the very needs of this young man, whatever it is that may be crippling and stifling him from being that perfect man who we have just heard in the sermon. Father, bring him into the stature unto a perfect man and of the fullness of Christ. Father, it is our prayer that it would be you, O oh God, that would protect him and prop him up on every linen side. Father, we ask that even when he would leave from this place, that you would continue to comfort him by the comforting and the keeping of your Holy Spirit. Father, we pray that you would give him not a spirit of fear because you have not given him such, but rather of power, love, and of a sound mind. Help him to make sound decisions. Help him not to make decisions in haste, but help him to make decisions that's going to be ultimately beneficial for himself, but more so beneficial for you and your kingdom, O oh God. Father, we pray right now that you would touch every area of his life. Father, we bind up every spirit right now that would try to hinder him from worshiping, praising you, serving you, and serving you with all of his heart. Father, wherever he may be torn at this morning, we ask that you would mend those very places. Father, wherever he is yoked up, Father, we pray that you would send your anointing simply because your word says that it is indeed your anointing that destroys yokes. Father, we realize that while the enemy may want to have him bound and hindered, Father, you come ultimately that we might have life and have it more abundantly. Lord, as these are our blessings we ask in thy darling son, Jesus the Christ's name. Amen. Gracious God, our Father, how we thank you again, Father. We thank you even when some are moving away and when some are coming back. Father, we thank you first and foremost for your protection both to and fro. Father, we thank you that even when they leave that you give them the ability and the opportunity and the privilege of going back. So many times, Father, we see some go and we never hear from them again. But, Father, we thank you for the renewing and the rejoining. And, Father, moreover, we thank you for the fellowship that you have allowed us to once again receive right here at this church. Father, it is our prayer that not only that this church would be a beacon of light, but she would be a beacon as a member of this church. Father, we just right now ask that you would guide her, teach her, show her your way, protect her, any place where the enemy would try to step in and hinder her from serving you. Father, we pray that you would ultimately surround her and cover her in such a way that the enemy would not even come in because he realized that ultimately he has no place. Father, we pray moreover for whatever it is that her situation may be, whether it be positive, whether it be negative, whatever it is. Father, we pray that you would just continue to surround her with your love and your loving kindness. Wrap your loving arms around her. Father, help her to continue in the ways that you have already taught her through your word. And, Father, help her to moreover serve you with purity and with singleness of heart. Is these and all blessings we ask in thy darling son, Jesus the Christ's name. Amen. We have one uh, as a candidate for baptism, and we thank God for...
the, the scripture teaches us that uh, any time that one gets saved, just one, that the angels of heaven indeed rejoice over that. And what's your name? Michelle. Oh, I want to ask you a series of questions that's pertinent to your salvation, that's pertinent to your baptism. Do you believe by your confession, not by anyone else's confession, do you believe in Jesus? Always have. Do you believe that he died? Do you believe that he was buried? And do you believe that he rose again on, third, on the third day in accordance with the scripture? The scripture tells us that simply by your confession that you are already saved. And therefore, we thank God simply for that. And therefore, we uh, thank God furthermore for you having the bravery and the conviction in your heart to come forth as a candidate for baptism. Uh, we'd like to get you scheduled up. Pastor Smith, do we have, do we want to do it, try to do it next Sunday? Is that all right? Or do we, okay, all right. So can you be here at 1030 next Sunday? 10.30 a.m. next Sunday. Bring some clothes to, uh, to go down in the water with. We'll baptize you right here. Uh, and we just want you to know that, you know, here at New Scott Island Baptist Church, we try our best. We don't always make the mark. Sometimes we miss the mark, but we try our best to avail ourselves to people no matter what their needs might be. Uh, you, you know, I know that sometimes the church gets a bad reputation. You know, different churches get bad reputation. But here we try to, even with that, we try to work through every situation, every obstacle and every hindrance that the devil might try to throw at us. Because we're all here as a unified body. Uh, Pastor Smith just preached on it, that what God ultimately desires is for his children not to be divided and for there to be no schisms or no division, but for all, all, us all to be in harmony and to be in unity. So 10.30 next Sunday, we'll baptize you right. We'll baptize you at the 11 o'clock service, but be here for 10.30. This man. Yes, James chapter 5 and verse 13 ask us, is any among you afflicted? Let him or her pray. Is any merry? Let him sing psalms. Is any among you, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. The scripture tells us as believers, and the prayer of faith shall save them that are sick and the Lord shall raise him up. And if he or she have committed sins, they shall be forgiven, him or her. Uh, we realize that you are one of our own members. We know what your, many of us know what your testimony is and just how far the Lord has brought you from. And we simply thank God because we